Welcome to All of You with Madeleine Munro, a space where we explore vulnerable conversations and topics centered around a trauma-informed approach to healing and growth, where we welcome all that we are exactly as we are. Hi, loved ones. Welcome to episode seven of the All of You podcast with me, Madeleine Munro. I am sat recording this intro from my home in Bali and I'm excited to present this episode to you with um, a darling friend Sophie French around EFT and helping us support reprogramming our subconscious and processing our emotions. As I'm aware there's a lot going on in the world right now It just feels like culturally there's a lot of nervous system dysregulation going on in different pockets of the world. I know a lot of my friends back home in the UK, I think as I record this, we've just changed prime ministers or our prime minister resigned. And so I'm just holding you all in such love and care for all the changes that are going on right now in your own homes, whether that's on a wider scale of your country or the global pieces that are playing out right now between countries or also just in your personal life, in your own relationships and your own personal pieces that may be coming up. I so see and appreciate all the work that you are doing and the courageous steps you're taking towards your healing and even listening to this podcast and allowing yourself to feel resourced and to turn towards a more compassionate approach to life and yourself is such a beautiful step that you are taking. And so I hope you enjoy this episode. Let me know how it lands for you. And if you have any questions, I'm always here and reachable through Instagram and my website. Hi, Sophie. I'm so grateful to be dropping in with you today. I really appreciate your time and energy. And I've just so loved all the content that you've been putting out on Instagram. And I find it so inspirational when I see it. And it really speaks to me as someone that's really struggled with burnout in the past. And your post really speaks to me on that soul level. So I'd love to know, yeah, how you got to this place now um, and how your journey has been in the unfolding of the magic. Oh, I love this question. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, I guess in terms of my kind of journey and story, I started out in my work working in a for a PR in a PR company in a big firm in the UK. And that was my first job out of university. I loved it so much and it was so much fun, but it was so hectic. And having just come out of uni, just looking for a job, I was kind of thrown into this environment where it was very busy. There was, there was a lot of responsibility on my shoulders from such a young age I was working myself to the bone, had no idea what boundaries meant. I was just like grateful to have a job. So I was working every hour under the sun, trying to be social and be young and partying most hours that I could manage as well. Mm -hmm. And I was in this constant loop of just being really, really busy, really, really sick 
And then it would just kind of go like that, really exhausted and burning the candle at both ends all of the time. And then I decided to take a year out um, and moved to Australia and figured, oh, if I could just like go and live by the sea and go and live by the beach, then I'll be really happy and then everything will be wonderful. <laughs> and then I did that and it was such a shock to the system when I then only had the voices in my head to listen to when I had so much silence and I was like, oh my gosh, this is all of the crap that I have been running from, that I have been keeping myself so busy so as to avoid. And it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks, basically. So I spent a lot of that time facing myself and really realizing you can move to the other side of the world, but you cannot escape yourself. And I guess since then, it has been this journey of like realizing how much we do as humans busy ourselves and run ourselves into the ground and do anything else other than look at our own stuff and face our own selves. And that is often why burnout comes up so much. It's often why things happen where we're just like faced to see ourselves. And yeah, that has been kind of the journey that brings me to now to sharing that experience with other people to really learning how to manage and create my own life and be with myself and my emotions and teaching other people how to do that too, essentially. Wow, that sounds so beautiful. And Mm. what I love in particular is that now you live by the sea, you know, what Mm. you were originally striving for in Australia. Yeah. And and you have everything that you want and Mm -hmm. you've managed that and you've created that for yourself. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Thank you for pointing that out because, um, yes, that is exactly it. Sometimes we like get the thing that we want, but we're not like ready for it or we can't receive it. And we're like, oh my gosh, I've got some work to do to catch up with this. And that's what that feels like. So then I kind of went back home after a year and was like, right, that's something that I loved. I wanted to be able to work by the sea. I wanted to be able to work remotely to live wherever I wanted And so then I put the work in for five years into creating my own business, into creating my own life, into getting out of my own way, into diving into a lot of the limits and things that told me I couldn't have that to now be in the place that I once, as soon as I got back from Australia, I was like, okay, what's my vision in the next five years? Here's how I want my life to look. This is what it's going to be. And to now be really genuinely sitting in that life is what astounds me most days but also just reminds me like that's that's what it takes having that vision and that thought and saying like this is what I want and then going at it to make it happen oh wow this is so inspirational it Mm. really is and yeah, I really love that you've talked about it, you know, taking five years. I feel like sometimes people can think mm-hmm. to get where we want. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, you know, um, I really want it. I'm going to make it happen. And what I can see sometimes, and, you know, for myself, is like even having burnout from wanting things to happen too quickly. 
Mm. What I love about your work is like the way you navigate through subconscious beliefs and the realistic mm. way of working um, mm. with your clients. And I'd love to know more about how that's been for you, like the real holistic approach that you've used to get where you are now. Yes. Yeah, I love that. And I've definitely found that I can be so fast I think many of us, we have that instant gratification syndrome where if it's not happened, then I must not be aligned with it. And it's like, well, okay, yes. And it does take some time for those things to catch up. A lot of the time, by the time we've manifested the thing that we wanted, it could be six months, two years, five years down the line. And then we're like, oh, well, I've already got that now. So now what? And we've already moved on to the next thing, never kind of stopping to be like, hey, we've actually made this happen, it's here. Um, But yeah, in terms of the subconscious belief work, gosh, this has genuinely been like 80% of the work that I've done on myself, of the work that I do with my clients is about we can have the things that we want, but we have to get out of our own way in order to let them come in because so much of the time we're just not ready to receive the things and so much of the time we've been brought up with so much conditioning that says this is how life is supposed to be so we go by what our parents did we go by what our family believed what our personal society or friendships believed and we're programmed like computers to live in this way be in this box this is what the plan looks like and so we need to like get into the computer system essentially and rewire what that conditioning is so that we can see a difference in our reality because otherwise we just won't believe it's possible for us to have and so we won't even bother trying for the thing we won't even bother going for it so it's really yeah, been such a, a deep, deep process of not being so boxed in, not being so conditioned and not listening to what anyone else thinks your life is supposed to be and kind of making up the rules as you go, I guess. Mm, yeah, this feels so potent in terms of this unboxing you know mm-hmm. I feel like there's such a conditioning piece around the success that we're fed what we believe it's meant to look like right um which can often be quite like an escalator track of like university get the job move to a big mm-hmm. city have the kids it's like by a certain age a certain timeline Oof. and yes. actually it feels like what you're saying like so much of that work is undoing all of that yeah and uncover what it is like that we want that our soul wants Mm -hmm. gosh definitely yeah it is getting out of the box we're totally just thrown out into the world and then like put into this little like sausages in a factory that just put into these cases and into this box (laughs) and it's totally like un yeah the unconditioning the deconditioning the getting out of the box and really peeling back the onion layers to find out like there's a beautiful quote by Danielle Laporte which is who were you before the world told you who you should be and that's something that's been a real guiding light in 
getting back to the core of what do I actually enjoy? What did I most naturally do as a child? What did I love to do? What what would I spend my free time always doing and enjoying? And how much of that has really been forgotten along the way? I totally forgot that in the building of my business and in the building of just being so focused on um, serving and building and success and being able to show it off and being able to tick off the boxes. And I created a box of a life, which was, you know, it felt good. It ticked a lot of boxes, but something on the inside was asking at every point where I've like made big decisions or breakthrough decisions, I'm just like, is this it? Because mm. if so, something's off. Something just feels flat or numb or I just can't possibly comprehend that we have landed on a planet floating in space with all of this opportunity to av- available to us and it feels like this. It, I just couldn't wrap my head around it and... Um, and maybe, and sometimes to my detriment, but, but it has definitely been a blessing. I'm just on this constant quest of like, it's got to feel better, bigger, deeper. There's got to be aliveness. I've got to feel awake. It's got to um, just wake me up. And I want to know that I get to the end of my life being like, yeah, I felt that. I lived that. I experienced what the world had to offer and I did things that scared me and I did things where I was like oh my gosh this is crazy or this is not what people would expect and being okay with that and being like cool Mm. yeah oh wow it just felt Mm. listening to you now even that I feel like was such a beautiful pep talk that I (sighs) feel ready right now to like take on the world I'm like yeah I can do it I love that. Um, and I resonate so deeply with what you shared around like, is this it? You know, I remember mm. some of the rock bottoms in my life or like when mm. I chose um, to like leave a career in law and because I had this point of like, I've ticked all the boxes, I've done what I thought right. I should do. Is mm. this, surely this is not how I'm meant to feel. Like something is off here. Like, yeah. This does not feel good in my system. And I noticed mm. it come up an illness and pieces like this, like, you know, why am I so ill when I've got everything that I want? And it just feels like such a, almost like a, yeah, an unfurling um, Mm -hmm. of who we are. But I think it takes time to notice the signs. So I love hearing that you really have like seize these opportunities and have that wisdom to know that no matter where we are, we can't run from our stuff. Like This feels like such Mm -hmm. a powerful piece to hold on to. Mm-hmm. and you know feeling like into this resonant experience I'd love to know more about does this feel like some core themes that you work with women around in terms mm-hmm. of burnout like are there core patterns that seem to show up mm-hmm. yeah definitely um I guess the biggest piece is really around self-worth and mm-hmm. is really about like at the real core a lot of the women that I work with grew up being the good girl or being the responsible um, one, being the one that has to hold it all together because mom and dad are 
arguing or fighting, had to be the peacemaker, had to be the one that just solves everything, puts themselves last and makes sure that everyone else feels okay, that everyone else is happy. And as long as everyone else is happy, then they can be happy and get on with their life and that they can get on with their work. And naturally, this then manifests into adult life, particularly with the women I work with who run their own business, into working themselves to the bone a to like at a really really core level to still get mom or dad's approval or to still just make sure everything else is okay to um prove to themselves that they are worthy to get the pats on the back that they never received or to um to be of service to everyone else before themselves and having sometimes no concept of looking after themselves or taking care of themselves or filling themselves up, literally running on a very depleted tank, but that feeling so normal and so what they do that it's not even, they don't even notice, they don't even realize that they have been so burnt out because that's just their natural way of living so it's really allowing what I really work with women on is them reclaiming their part in taking care of themselves and in putting themselves first And in really healing all of those times and all of those ways that they were the person that everyone loaded their problems on, that they were the person that had to be happy, that they were the person that were not able to ask anyone else for help or that had all the expectations on them for them to be in charge of things and take care of things, even very, very subconsciously. And really deprogramming that sense in themselves so that they can take that back from their childhood, that they can like really heal that and bring back some of the energy that was depleted in them that all that time ago. And then from there, really start to build that into now, into where are they holding their boundaries? How are they making their decisions? Who are they choosing to have around them? What kind of work are they choosing to do? How are they allowing themselves to express their emotions? How are they allowing themselves to um, speak with their partners, to ask for help, to ask for support? And essentially, it's like um, an offloading of the backpack of everyone's stuff that they've been carrying, that it's just like really allowing them to let that go so that they can fill up with their own sense of self-worth and self-love and self-honoring because from that place they are then they then get to be full and to feel great and to let that radiate into everything that they do and they can then feel like they're showing up as a better human showing up in service which is what they most want to do which is what they most want to feel but it's never been taught to them or they've just always been last in the pile. And I remember someone asking me a question a few years ago now of where are you in the queue? Like if you were, how would you 
act if you were in a queue are you the kind of person that says no no really you go no no after you no it's fine you go or are you the person that's like I've just got these couple of things do you mind if I go first Mm. and I loved seeing it in that metaphor because that's when I realized that I was like oh god I am so at the back of the queue I am the person like three hours later it's like no 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 really it's fine no no you go um and I love now seeing that in contrast that I could imagine myself being the person that's like, do you know what? I've just got this one thing. Thanks. I'm going to just pay for this. And that like even just these little signals of how things have progressed or how things have changed. um, Yeah. Just really helps us to see. I just think that's a really powerful question to ask of people. Like, where are you in the queue? And it's one of those like, oh, yeah, I'm at the back. Yeah. Yeah, that's so what I feel when you're sharing about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, mm. and I totally resonate that there's sometimes I could be like, you know, I'm imagining, I don't know if you remember from England, I know we haven't both haven't been back for a while, but, you know, like mm. Aldi or Lidl that have like yes. long queues and people would go for big family shops. Right. So sometimes if you had a couple of items, you just want to sneak mm-hmm. in because people have like yeah. 30 things. Yeah. Maybe on the off chance, they're like, oh, do you mind? It's quite obviously there. But, but in real life, I think I'm so often like, oh, no, no, honestly, you go first. Don't worry. This one question allowing us to sink in and think, wow, where is this showing up in other aspects? Because I'm always at the back of the queue. No wonder there's like signs of burnout or feeling able to show up or create the life Mm -hmm. that I want. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's it. It's being able to really recognize that because as and saying that it ha- it comes up in all areas and like how we do anything is how we do everything mm. and this is why it is a real holistic approach so a lot of women come to me yes because they work in their own business and they're like help but what we mostly work on is their personal selves and what is showing up in their relationship what is showing up in their self-worth what is showing up in how they're treating themselves and maybe 20% on their actual business because Mm. whatever is coming up in their business is showing up for them somewhere in themselves in other areas. So whatever area of life we're working on, it's showing up everywhere. Whatever we're working on in relationship, it's showing up in money and vice versa. So Mm. it's that's why it is a holistic approach to business because yes it's about business but and burnout but in a general sense of where is this also showing up in every other area of your life and how do we heal that in a more whole way that isn't just focused on one area yeah this is beautiful and I feel like this is so what's needed because I feel like it goes against the idea of uh, like putting a band-aid on the problem. So you mm. know, seeking that instant gratification piece. So maybe like going for a drink after work or these kind of pieces, the way that we can slowly um, like kind of numb out from these areas. But what mm. I'm really hearing is that it feels like, yeah, this approach is I get the sense that burnout's almost like a, a tree or something and you're really tending mm. to all the roots or no your business yeah. is like a tree and you're tending mm. to all the roots so that it can grow yes. and it can't just grow just through surface level stuff and mm-hmm. bring it back to this idea of being at the back of the queue it's like what you said about the childhood it's like who taught us to be at the back of the queue 
Right. And then where I'm showing up in in, in every other area, because I know for myself, for my relationships, it would also show up. Yeah, let mm-hmm. everyone else go at the front. Don't worry about me. So it really yes. is some systemic piece that shows up. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's so rooted in in everything that we're doing. Yeah, in relationships, in all kinds of places. And it is so deeply deeply rooted and even in the more I'm I'm looking into relationships specifically it then shows me like oh this shows up in this area and this shows up in my friendships and this shows up in love and money and everything and I'm like almost getting overwhelmed myself of like gosh it really is all connected Mm. it is just mind-blowing and the beauty of um yeah, the work that I do with uh, neuro-linguistic programming and emotional freedom technique is that we do get to the root of the healing and the root of the problem. And so when we get to the root, it heals in all of those areas. So if you see, Mm. I love that analogy of a tree, if you see all of those areas as the tree, if it's showing up in the tree branches, this problem in all of these areas, if we can get to the root of what that really is about and what the core wound is there and what the core belief is there and we heal that at the root then it nourishes and reshapes all of those branches in all of those areas which is what makes it really powerful and really cool yeah this is so so cool it's really it's so powerful and I think um it's like we underestimate uh how potent it is to get to the core roots the core mm. roots of what we're living out mm. and you know like you said around seeing in every area of our lives I remember when I want a coach one of my teachers asked me this question and it's now one that I use in my work around you know if your business was your partner or if your mm. money was your partner and I'm like oh whoa mm-hmm. oh, I'm yeah. about the same stuff here you know, yeah it's, it's like such a powerful mirror and like okay here we go yeah, yeah it's so wild it yes mm. gosh it is yeah it's so incredible yes I love that question too of and the things that we face when we answer those questions of ourselves of like if I was in a relationship with money what would money say about me I'm like oh god <laughs> money would not want to hang out money would not be impressed um yeah and the yeah we just have to face ourselves in that and that can be scary and that can be a lot when we face that when we don't get to dare I say it play the victim anymore or play the um being the well it's the economy or well it's all of these things that I experienced and well it's because of this it's like yes and yes have compassion deep deep compassion for that and you also get to change the story get to change the channel get to look at yourself and say okay and also how is it serving me to remain this way how am I actually also playing a part in keeping this area this way how am I enjoying experiencing this how do I how is that my way of getting people to help me out when I'm not doing very well if I don't know how to ask for help and I figured a way I figured out as a child that I know if I'm 
down in the dumps and sad and upset, that's the only way that people help me, then we come into a space of, okay, well, then that's your strategy for asking for help. If you actually empower yourself to be able to ask for help in a different way, then that means you don't have to keep setting up the strategy of feeling sad and um, and down as your only way of operating. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then we get into some real juice of like, uh-oh, turn the mirror on ourselves and navigating all of that with compassion and with honesty, radical honesty with yeah. how we're showing up too. Yeah, this radical honesty piece. Mm. It's it's like it's transformative. It's life changing. Yeah, and it, and it reminds of this quote. You know, what's happened to you isn't your fault or your responsibility. Mm. Your healing is your responsibility. Oh yeah, I love that. And you know, hearing you talk about this and really getting into the childhood pieces and this coping mechanism strategies, mm. it just feels it's totally changes every area of their life other than just burnout like here you are helping mm-hmm. women to totally transform how they live mm. in this world yeah mm. yes absolutely yeah it feels like a on a deeper level of them breaking free really really breaking free liberating themselves finding their who they are at a and yes how they show up in the world in all areas transforming how they are and who they are in the world yes I love that how they are and who they are Mm. wow and yeah and just hearing how deep this runs for those women that may be hearing this and, and may resonate with like oh wow I this this pattern could be mine or I this also feels so resonant for where I'm at right now are there any kind of first steps that you support women in taking and just to realizing yeah that they have the power to transform their lives mm. Yeah, I guess the real first steps are thinking about where did they learn to believe that, really starting to take a look at everything that their world, particularly between zero to seven, everything that they were taught about who they are, about how they are supposed to be, and a really powerful question to ask is who did you need to be in order to keep parents, guardians, caretakers happy? Who did you need to be in order to be safe and in order to be loved? And just by asking and answering that question of yourself, you will see a very clear picture of who you have been taught to be in the world, how you have been taught to operate and how you have been deeply shown what is right and what is wrong about you or about what is expected and it's from there that you can get some real insight into wow this can actually be changed and this can actually be shifted and even in that awareness of wow I do do that and I don't necessarily want to and that doesn't necessarily feel good and I don't necessarily want to show up like that then 
it just really allows you to even break free from that, even by seeing it, to start to break free from doing that. And then, and from there, something I always recommend to everyone is one of my favorite tools, which is tapping, because it's the simplest thing to start to get into, the simplest way to start breaking down beliefs and challenging yourself and shifting the energy that you hold in your body. Um, Yeah, it's a really, really powerful practice. And just to start working with what's going on on the inside, what is it that I'm really believing and starting to get really truthful with yourself and understanding how am I seeing the world? How am I seeing myself? And how can I find forgiveness for myself? Because that is what it really, really comes down to. Seeing your stuff, forgiving yourself, forgiving the people around you and being able to move forward from that place. Mm, Wow. And hearing you describe it, I just feel such a balm of compassion by asking these questions around Mm. who did you need to be in order Mm. to feel safe or to feel loved Mm. and this is something I ask um, clients around with relationships and stuff because it can just provide so much awareness to like when we're acting in certain patterns it's like it's okay this Mm. is how you were taught that you needed mm-hmm. to be to have love. This right. is what you picked up, you know, it's like, this is a lesson that you needed to move through and you were the perfect student, you know, then yeah. that worked. And that, mm-hmm. and the, rather than making it a personal piece of like, I am wrong or I'm not good enough, because it can feel like that sometimes when we see our oh, yeah, yeah. like, oh gosh, here we go, I'm acting out. Mm-hmm. When we can really allow it to be like, okay, no, this is who I needed to be. Yeah. As an adult, I have the resources to change this and to and find people like you that can support me to change it and have the tools. Mm-hmm. And I found uh, tapping really helpful and how quickly it can change our state. Yeah. Within the body, it feels like almost a bit miraculous at times. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know for those perhaps who might not have heard of it or have never tried it, how it works a bit more. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely um yes it's so powerful and it does just shift things so quickly it's so cool um so tapping works in a similar way to acupuncture in terms of releasing like the tensions that we hold in our bodies so our body stores our emotions our memories and our traumas, our wounds, our beliefs, it stores absolutely everything. Like our subconscious mind is 8,000, I think it's meters wide and forward. Like it's absolutely wow. full and pulling like 95% of our behavior. Mm. And we often don't even know what's going on in there. Like we have no idea what's programmed within us. And so what tapping does is... It essentially is a, a really, what I found it to be is a really quick um, route into the subconscious mind, into tapping, literally tapping into what am I storing here? What is coming up for me here? So as an example, I can be tapping on my collarbone and tuning into a place in my body that feels pain. And I can just be 
focusing on that point and looking at that point and as I'm tapping and perhaps a memory will come up that has been stored within that. Perhaps I'm like feeling something that I don't want to feel or that I've blocked off and it just gets stuck. But when we're tapping, we're actually shifting the energy that is stuck there. And the specific tapping points that are used are linked to the meridian ends in our bodies. So linked with our energy system and it essentially gets the energy moving. It reduces the cortisol, the stress hormone. So we instantly calm our system. It helps to relax our nervous system and helps to open up that energy field and shift our perspective so that we can get out of the problem and see a solution. And the way I really describe tapping is like that the only way out is through. And so we so often try and either stay in the problem and be looking around for an answer in there or stay in the pain and be looking for an answer in there or we're trying to avoid it and look for an answer outside of it and what I see tapping as doing is really going into the feeling moving all the way through it with a really beautiful resource that holds space for your own emotions and all kinds of feelings that can come up and then being able to move all the way out of it. So moving the emotion out of it, moving the memory through so that you can be on the other side of it. Like, oh, that's clear now and things are different. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit around how it works. Mm, oh, amazing. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, clear explanation. I find it's really mm-hmm. helpful to understand. Mm-hmm. This Definitely. Gosh, yeah. When I first started learning about it, I was like, what is this nonsense? What is this thing where I'm just like tapping on my body? It doesn't make any sense. But when I started to learn more about like, and so many people do, they want to know like, but how does it actually work and even though it's like kind of annoying I'm like it's an experiential thing and you have to experience it to be like what the hell was that but at the same time just having a bit of an understanding of like okay yeah I can see how acupuncture might work or I know that that works for people even though I don't technically understand it or I know that that can work even though I don't know the full goings on is really helpful to just have a grasp on something Mm. yeah I find like our mind loves to yeah grasp or things mm. mm-hmm. and actually like you said you know trauma is stored in the body right. and our subconscious rule our subconscious basically rules our life so yeah. really these are the areas that need to be tackled that can't be moved mm. from the level of just our mind right yes yes gosh yes that really lands definitely that's exactly what it is like the mind can go so far and our thoughts can go so far and there's so much power in shifting that because that in turn shifts our bodies but our yeah our subconscious is um so much more than that and so much bigger um so yeah when we can really tap into that and allow ourselves to come out of the mind even just a little bit more and and that's also what I feel like the beauty of tapping is is that it is um at, at least it has been for me again like a real route into my feeling a safe route like a safe shift into okay I've got some feelings here I've got some things going on underneath and I can 
both use my mind and still maintain some understanding of what's happening while also feeling safe enough to start feeling my body, to start feeling these feelings, because it was only a couple of years ago that I was not up for feeling my feelings and I was terrified of feeling my feelings and had absolutely like would not look at that stuff or found it really, really hard. Um, so it's just been like a little route into allowing that. And now I love crying and screaming and feeling all of my feelings all of the time. Um, so that's nice. Yeah. And here, you know, I just, I am so grateful that you picked up on this like safety piece because mm. it feels like often that can be a piece that's missing and right. that we actually, it doesn't feel safe, you know, here's celebrating your journey that it feels amazing to do now. Mm. And like, it's similar for me where at some point it was like, whoa, this does not feel safe to right. actually to feel what's going on at the level of body and I'll do anything yeah. to avoid it yeah anything rather than actually sit and ask myself mm. what's coming up yeah gosh absolutely yeah and that is really important to allow that healing process to be a slow process and I think it can be easy to forget that because obviously we're here in Bali and it's a place where processing happens really quickly and yeah. <laughs> where lots of things come up really, really fast. And we've kind of, um, yeah, I really see it as I've had to like get on board with like, well, this is happening fast, whether I like it or not. So I'm going to have to get used to it. Whereas, yeah, there was a time where I remember doing my first ever breath work. Um, and I found it terrifying I was just like remember afterwards being like what just happened and then it took me a year to then go back to it and be like oh my gosh this is incredible and this is amazing and then I would really enjoy the experience but I wasn't ready for it or at least it was just I just had to be broken into it and then it took a while to then do it again but yeah, this can happen. So it's really nice when we can just dip our toes into things, just have little experiences and to go at the pace that feels comfortable and that feels safe because we want it to be a sustainable thing, not something that you're like, what just happened? I'm never doing that again. That was absolutely awful because that really defeats the purpose of healing and, and being in the process and feeling safe to go through that process. Yeah, and this is something I so love about your work around the sustainability with it because I feel like so much of personal development still has these really like intense breakthrough mm. mindset pieces mm. where it's like mm -hmm. actually the change isn't sustainable over time mm -hmm. and instead it can be like fragmented or, or it can't be actually put into life whereas right. it's like so much of your work and I read recently around this idea of slowing down mm -hmm. actually how when we slow down we're so much more productive yeah and just this real gentle approach to change so therefore mm -hmm. we can actually yeah like you said earlier catch up with it grow with it Mm, yes definitely and yeah I think that and that really comes in allowing that space for the integration to happen and to to really trust what is happening at a deeper level and I've definitely been 
guilty so many times in the past of like wanting the breakthroughs quickly and wanting to change it today and wanting it all to be different now. And actually that's exhausting for our systems and it can be really, really intense. And and sometimes that might feel necessary and that's okay depending on where people are at. But yeah, generally, you know, we hit, we've heard it in things like in weight loss that like quick fixes you're only gonna put all the weight back on after you've done some kind of like strict diet and really restricted yourself and it really feels the same way again in any area it's like slow sustainable changes meet slow sustainable success and that it's like a building building you don't want to build your whole house in a day. You want to build it like brick by brick and make sure that everything, everyone's all right, that the team's happy that's building it, that the materials are here. If there's not, we're going to have to put a pause on this and we're going to have to order different windows and just allowing like the tapestry of who you are as a person and the tapestry of what you're creating in the world and how you're enjoying your life is needs to be built from a foundation. Otherwise, we've built a box for ourselves, literally, really quickly, really fast, based on what someone else is doing. And then we look at it and go, oh, do you know what, guys? We're going to have to tear this down and start again because it doesn't feel good or because it's falling apart or because those aren't the windows I wanted. I knew I should have waited. And I think this feels like a good analogy for taking things slowly and giving ourselves an opportunity to come back to ourselves and like, what do I actually want? What do I want from my center, from my soul? What excites me? What feels good for me without anyone else's input? And how do I start building those bricks from there in healing, in business, in relationships? like slowing it all the way down so we can actually have a breath and take a minute and make clear decisions. Yeah, this feels like the magic. It really yes. does. Mm. And because I've kind of learned about the slowing down through trauma work um, mm. and really working from a trauma-informed perspective and mm. just hearing you talk about it from this like, this more this healing perspective but also like this business side of you like building something and allowing Mm. it to be built right and at a pace that's sustainable so that we can enjoy the castle we know we've got the right window we know we've we can meet this and it reminds me what Mm. you said at the beginning of this conversation around yeah sometimes we have everything we wanted but we're not quite ready and being nearby the beach but something wasn't quite right at that time Mm -hmm. and actually when we go slowly Mm. then we can keep meeting the growth at at this really regenerative pace that looks like it can resource us as well as us be resourced by what we're building Mm. yes definitely yeah it's like, what's the point of building something if you don't enjoy being inside it? And yeah, and I think that's where we've been kind of taught wrong is like, go for this 
outside or build it like this. And we haven't been shown how to come back to ourselves and come back to our inner guidance system to ask, what do I want to build? What do I want this to look like? Whether that's in, yeah, in any area for anything to flip that question on ourselves, like what feels good? What feels right for me now? Which is really hard. And yeah, and I can speak to this from a place of like, yes, definitely learned this from experience. And of course, there are still some times where I'm like, but I want this and I want it now. Um, but that also just never feels good because that's coming from my head. And that comes from my ego for, that wants it, the thing for some reason today. Um, but that place that we get to where we just slow all the way down and even appreciate what is available to us right now and then move forward from that place. I have always found that to be the most fulfilling and where I, yeah, find this place of like, oh, it's this. Gosh, I can stop chasing something because it's already here. Yeah, it's already here. Mm. And this, you know, hearing this appreciation because it feels like sometimes we can chase so much that we don't, we kind of don't, realize what we've already got yes yes definitely and mm. so are there do you feel like for those that may be wondering if they do have binary because I'm really curious also um how yeah, the pandemic might have um affected like, mm. your client base because I was really thinking about this and burnout and overwork and what what's been going on Mm-hmm. Um, and we've kind of talked about this chasing and this building stuff and how that can um, affect our well-being and affect uh, burnout. And I'd love to know if you feel like there are some key pointers that may show us that perhaps this is something that we're struggling with. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I've been having conversations with clients recently who are in two camps that they've either actually had a year or two over the pandemic where they've completely checked out and be like, gosh, this isn't even important or like, what am I doing? Or I've just felt really, really lost and, and have taken the space and time to ask of themselves, is this really what I want to do? And have taken that space to do that but that has come with a lot of guilt and worry and loss and seeing all of these other people that take have done the absolute opposite with that time and there's another camp of people who have been like well there was nothing else to do or go or be so I have just worked my ass off Mm. and it's also been so hard to deal with that people just throw themselves into their work because that's a place that feels safe. That's what they know. And amongst uncertainty, what do we look for is safety. And that has looked for people like just work, work and work and work and work because that's where I feel safe. And that has come to a point now where they're like, wait a minute, people are talking about coming back out into the world and all I've been doing is working and now I want a rest. Mm. And yeah, I guess really key feelings, like body feelings that can tell if you're feeling a sense of burnt out is like a numbness. Just feeling numb, flat, 
and just like a nothingness that you feel almost depleted mm. but and empty and just like I just don't feel anything is um a really key sign that something's like switched off and you're just kind of frozen in place um another really key one is just like if you have no inspiration if you if you can't see a vision if there's no like drive or there's no excitement or there's no um juice in what you're doing and it really feels like I can't see a future in this then that is a really a really key time so many people think that that means oh maybe I'm in the wrong relationship or maybe I'm in the wrong business or maybe I'm in the wrong thing yes sometimes that's true but sometimes it's just about I actually really need a rest and I really need to come back to myself I really need to take some time out and have a lie down and mm. and really be with myself and be with my feelings and honor what's here for me um and and also just if things are feeling chaotic busy and intense and you're kind of running on autopilot that can also be a um a sign of it because again you've kind of come away from yourself or disconnected from yourself and you're just like I've just got to keep going so what's the best thing to do when my body is like switched off and is depleted I know I'll disassociate and I'll just keep going and I'll just keep mm. running on an empty tank essentially because as humans we can like we can do that we can absolutely keep we can switch off from our bodies we've been taught to do that for a really long time and so also just noticing when you're detached from yourself when you can feel yourself just working from the neck up and having no connection with anything else just like this focus on that um so as I speak to that I'm like so basically the world like when we think about it so many people I imagine will be like well I feel all of these things all of the time um and so yeah that's just really checking in with yourself. Everyone knows in themselves their own signals, their own tipping points, their own um, moments or triggers that comes that point of like, uh-uh. And for me, it shows up as sometimes I feel that feeling where you're running down a hill and you can't stop, but you know you're going to fall over. Oh and <laughs> right that like terrifying feeling where you're like I've got nowhere to go here but there's no stopping and I know I'm just going to come to a crashing fall mm. um yeah for me it shows up in that kind of feeling but everyone has their own sense of like ah, ah, here we go and really some ways some really simple ways to stop pulling it back is to bring yourself back to your center and that might just be a couple of minutes in the morning doing some deep breathing bringing yourself back into your body bringing yourself back into yourself it might be journaling and getting all of that stuff that's going on in your head out onto the page so you can get some clarity and you can take some time it might be taking a day off to just sleep mm -hmm. um 
but it's just catching catching those times and and being on a and constantly trying to figure out what works for me what helps me in these moments and um i think we're in a time more than ever that we've got to be aware of our own triggers and points and our own measures of well-being and our own tools for just bringing it back to self bringing it back to center bringing it back to um being in our own bodies really yeah gosh i'm really thinking about this analogy that you used of running down the hill and i can right. at the body and I'm like, oh, yeah I'm seen there. Um, yeah and yeah as you say you know this we're the ones that can measure other measures our own well-being it it feels like this has been such a lesson of the pandemic mm-hmm. actually when we are left to our you know when we're left to our own devices or when everything shuts down like how are we feeling what, what what does help us to feel good and what doesn't yeah and you know as you were naming these different symptoms of burnout that may teach us what's going on I was thinking about you know how these are really yeah, these, they're trauma responses that we're acting out mm-hmm. or this hypervigilance or this mm-hmm. like fight or flight, you know, like I will do right. this. Yes, oh, of course. I'm going to complete this. Even if I'm on the ground crawling to the finish line, I've got yeah. a line and I'm going to meet it. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful to hear you talk about like resourcing in these really gentle ways that are possible and doable mm-hmm. in order to kind of like bring us back into our bodies Mm-hmm. from that real gentle loving place yeah yes definitely oh yeah I love that yes they recognized it from that place because it's like yes of course that is what it is these are like the ways we've been taught to be our trauma responses and our fight flight or freeze then again that shows up in all areas even in mm-hmm. in all the ways that we're operating in the world Um, particularly with work, because that's such a key and integral part of the majority of the world's life. Um, And yes, and it it really feels important that it is about that gentleness and remembering that we have been conditioned to, to act like this, to behave like this and to operate in however way we cope um for a really really long time so it does take gentleness and it does take practice and it does take commitment and really maintaining a personal practice of realizing what brings me back to center and what brings me back to myself um whenever I need it and that like self-soothing essentially in any way that works yeah, the self-soothing feels so important because it feels like mm-hmm. when we're in those responses, and so you know, especially when they're trauma responses, they're involuntary, and we're kind of mm-hmm. we're just like our body is riding us. We don't have the access yeah. to other yeah. areas of ourselves, and so it's just lovely to hear this like kindness and compassion that we can bring to this when we may be in it. Mm-hmm. And you know, as you were describing them as well as wanted to ask you around because it feels like a lots of pieces within society can also perpetuate these symptoms because we can Mm. check out so easily through scrolling or Mm. like netflix or these other pieces or 
this this hustle culture there's actually so many strands externally that can yeah perpetuate these symptoms Mm -hmm. yes definitely yeah and that really makes me think of the quote that I've seen and as I say that I'm always like am I going to say the right quote but is that every day we will wake up and the world will yell at us to come this way and come this way and come this way. And every single day we have a responsibility to bring ourselves back to our heart and say, no, come this way. And that is that. And I get that image of so many. um, Yeah. I remember coming out of a silent retreat this year and just being like, whoa, there are so many flashing lights. There is, I've got hundreds of WhatsApp messages. There are so many people trying to get my attention. There is so much distraction in this whole world that it has to be our responsibility to bring it back as often as possible, to to come back to our hearts, to say like, no, I know the way and I, and I have to keep bringing it back. The world is designed to distract us. The whole world is designed to pull us off track. So we have work to do and we have a responsibility to bring it back again and again and again and again. It's like, and it is a never ending journey. And I, I think it gets easier and it becomes more of a default when we release the need for those distractions and when we can come back again so frequently. But yeah, I really do see it. I remember one of my mentors speaking of it as like, it's a lifetime commitment and a daily practice to bring yourself back to your own heart. And I really believe that and definitely re- yeah, recommend it to everyone. Yeah, that's such a um, beautiful quote. It's a lifetime commitment and a daily practice. Mm-hmm. And it's like at that point, then we've got that presence to really yeah. experience life for what it is rather than be in another place. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. To be, yeah, to be here now. Mm. And this feels like it's such a core theme within your work. Mm. I just really appreciate how, you know, you're describing that if we don't change the way we worked from the nine to five to then we're running a business, we're just going to continue the same pieces. Mm-hmm. And actually sometimes when we have our own business, we can fall into that trap even more because mm-hmm. suddenly we're responsible for our own time, our money. Yes. And so really getting to the core pieces within us so that we can actually create a life that feels good mm-hmm. rather than what we thought it would look like. Cause I think that can be a yeah. shock to people starting their own businesses. I was like, mm. oh, there's so much to do in my days, my own. And how do I navigate this? Yes. Gosh, so much. So yeah, it's so amazing because we don't necessarily get taught how to manage time or money. Mm. And so then you come to start your own business, like, wait, what? Now I've got to like, mm-hmm do all of this as well and learn about all of this it is yeah starting a business is the best and wildest personal development program ever mm. ever I mean relationships too basically everything <laughs> we do is like a whole development how we can grow and see our stuff this knowledge it's so deep and so rooted and so important and it actually feels like such the foundation of any business to really know these pieces how do I manage my time how do I manage my money 
how do I do this? And to also not have the expectation that they're just going to know because, yeah. you know, yeah. six, seven years later, still figuring it out all the time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, like you said, these things that we haven't been taught. So we'll be running these childhood programs around money. Right. All the time. Yeah. You know, this, this money piece is so interesting. Like, I have been doing a lot of money stuff this year. And one of my mm. teachers said to me, yeah, all of your beliefs around money were made before you were seven. And mm. now, and I was like, gosh, isn't that wild? Before I probably even understood really what money was. Yeah. I was already running programs around how to have money and how to spend money. Mm-hmm. And that's just so interesting. Definitely. And, you know, I, I love how you've really, yeah, shared that six, seven years later, you're still learning and figuring as you go mm. along. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really appreciating, yeah, this dream life that you've created for yourself in Bali. And I would love to know if there's some advice that you would give your younger self, um, mm-hmm. perhaps at the beginning or the middle of this journey, knowing what you know now from this place of what it feels like you having it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Great question. What would I give to her, I would say, babes, you don't have to go so hard and so fast and so intense and you don't have to push that hard. You really, really don't, I promise. Um, I appreciate why you felt like you needed to. I appreciate why you did. And you might think that it's that that's like gotten you to where you are now, but it, it just doesn't have to feel that hard and you don't have to beat yourself up so much and you don't have to be in so much pain and worry and anxiety about what's going to happen and what's going to unfold. Like trust that your vision is enough. Trust that your inspired action is enough and trust that there is something way, way bigger than you at work, supporting you, helping you, guiding you, moving you forward to where it is you are supposed to be. You will always get brought back on track. So give things a go, try it out, make a move, look stupid, dare to take a risk, say yes, figure it out along the way. Um, and just be really, really gentle with yourself as you do all of that. Oh, yeah. wow. I noticed such mm. a sense of um, like calmness. You were saying that and like the sense of these nourishing words, like this real understanding for mm. your younger self and also all this wisdom from this place that you're in. Mm. Yeah, that's a lovely exercise, actually. Bless her. I can, like, see her out of the corner of my eye just locked into her laptop and just, like, anxious and sweating and, like, so worried and so, like, what the hell am I doing? And, like, tense in her whole body. And, yeah, it's really nice to have that reflection, actually, and to be like, oh, gosh, the calm that I feel now in contrast is really precious yeah it's so wonderful that you're able to share this and offer this with so many women mm-hmm. there's a different way of doing this having had this lived experience yourself mm-hmm. yes yeah definitely it always feels good when it's like 
hey, I really feel it and I get it and I've been there. Um, and yes, I can feel it in my body, like living proof that it gets to be different even when you don't have a clue how, even when it's not how you currently operate, there is. And just holding that is, um, yeah, really powerful. Oh, thank you so, so much. Mm, thank you. I'll pop, I'll pop your details in the show notes. Amazing. For those that, which I feel like many people can, there's, because I feel like this is such a global piece, but that can resonate with what you've been sharing today. Um, whereabouts can they find you? Where are the best pockets of the universe to come to you? Ooh, yeah. Um, they can find me over on Instagram is where I hang out the very most. Um, and that is my handle is Sophie French dot co. I think it is. No. Yeah, it is. Check. Yeah. Good to know. Um, and then that is also my website address, Sophie French dot co. Um, and yeah, I also run a podcast called back yourself don't attack yourself and that is on spotify and apple um and i would love to have you on there too by the way that would be really great and yeah these are the pockets of the internet that i hang out the most and that you can get more of a feel for the work that i do and what i share Mm, and I'd really 100% recommend your Instagram. It's one of my favourites. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And I feel so nourished after like reading your captions, your words. Mm. And just, yeah, that I really like, feel like you live it as well. You know, it's not just mm. Instagram real. You live right. and practice this every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I really really bloody do and it feels so joyous I'm like this is super cool that I do practice and live this every day and share this every day I'm like cool yeah if I can live my life like this and share what I'm learning along the way then that makes me feel really happy um so I love that that comes across Mm, yeah it totally does Mm -hmm. um yeah, and your wisdom runs so deep and that you've lived this. Mm. I'm really excited. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Okay, Thank I'm you. Gonna... Thank you for joining me and co-creating this community together. I am so grateful you are here. 